All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's pristinegrace.org podcast. My name is Brandon Kraft, and today is February 12, 2021. As a reminder, this content is available exclusively on Sermon Audio and the pristinegrace.org website. All of my podcasts can be downloaded in video or audio form to your device using your cell phone. To make sure you never miss an update, please search for the Church One app on the Apple or Google App Store. Search for the Pristine Grace Broadcaster and you'll be notified each and every time I upload a new podcast. I also like to go live every now and then and you'll be notified of that as well. Alright, so I'm going to briefly touch to, uh, on our duty as believers today. This shouldn't be that long of a podcast just a short word of encouragement. And today's topic about our rule for living is not one that I talk about often. It's because I, I don't think a lot really needs to be said on this, and I'll tell you why. It's because God's people are already motivated to obey the Lord. Not out of any duty, but because they love the Lord and are indeed thankful for His work of grace performed for and within them. You, you, you see, I, I believe in preaching the law, but only because it magnifies our Lord. I believe in preaching the law because it shows what our Lord obeyed and fulfilled on behalf of his people. The law's only real purpose is to drive his people to Christ, and to shut up the elect so that they have no hope other than Christ. And anyone who thinks they can obey the law with or or without the help of Christ, either way, they're insane. All right, The law can only condemn people. It can only frustrate the believer who would even think of subjecting himself to it. But i got good news for you. Those of us who believe, we are freed from the law. It has no more power over us. And, and we stand before our Lord as having already fulfilled it. We've already obeyed it, obeyed it perfectly and stand before our Lord spotless in Christ. There's nothing we can say or do that can add or take away from the righteousness the Lord gives to his people. But there's some in religion today, actually most, they will say we are duty-bound to the law. It's popular to say that the third use of the law is still valid and has not been done away with in Christ. What is this third use of the law that these people are talking about? And you're going to come across this third-use terminology, in, mostly in Reformed circles. The, the first use of the law is, it's, is it stands as a guideline for modern governments to abide by, or any government for that matter. It, it, was, it is used, as Martin Luther put it, to bridle civil transgressions. Okay, The, the law makes a, a good framework for the way governments ought to operate. The, the second use of the law, and this is the primary use of the law in my opinion, is to increase and reveal sin. 
The law shows us how awful we are in our flesh. The law not only contains the list of rules one must abide by, but it also shows the penalty for breaking these rules. This list of rules is for the unbeliever. It's it, it's for it was for Israel primarily, and it reveals God's wrath on all that is evil and wicked. It actually it reveals death. That's what the that's the primary use of the law, or the second use of the law, if you want to call it that. All right, Galatians three ten though, it says this. It says. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. The law is a curse. But the third use of the law, this use of the law that I don't find to be a valid use, but it's pretty popular. It seems to be the most popular use of the law. And, and many religionists will state that believers are under the third use of the law as a rule for living. All right. Well, my, I'm just going to say right now that I disagree with this. Okay. The law is not a rule for living because we who are in Christ were free from the law. If you look at uh, Galatians 3 and verse 13, three verses later from the verse I just read, it says that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Okay, so we're not a, we've been redeemed from the law. Okay, we're not on we're not under it. See, see, we're free. Okay, there's nothing more for us as believers to do. As Christ has already done it all for us. <laughs> there's no more duty that can be performed. Christ did it all for his people and when he put himself under that law and lived that perfect life. And then he was punished under the law for his people. So there's no more obligation to it. Christ put put it away for us. And because I believe this, along with the people I associate with, this is where, if you agree with me on this, you're now, you're now going to be charged as being an antinomian. Uh, an antinomian, that sounds like a fancy word, but it just simply means one who is against the law. But I'm not against the law. I think the law is good. I love the law, and, and I actually I delight in it. I, I recognize that it was part of God's plan and that it is good. But I'm not bound by it. It's not my rule for living. All right? So, so then what is my rule for living if it's not the law? What's my rule? Well, it's Christ. It's his gospel. God's law, it's been written on my heart. His gospel's been written on my heart. And he instructs me in all the ways of righteousness. He, he, he convicts me of sin. He shows me what's right and wrong. And the principles that you find in the law, they're very good. It's not right to steal, for example, but I'm not obeying any sort of law because I'm duty-bound. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a bondservant. Okay? I, I, I serve because I love the Lord. Romans 8, 12 through verse, verses 12 through 15 says, Brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, 
to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of, of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I, I serve not because I'm duty-bound, but because I, I love my Father. I'm his son, and Christ, he's my older brother. We're family. I serve him because I love Christ and his message of redemption. I serve because I'm thankful. I serve and strive not to sin because I'm in a relationship with our Lord. I'm not subject to an external law, but to principles that have been written on my heart in love by the hand of the Almighty. That's why I serve. Do you disagree with me on the law? Do you think you're under it as a rule for living? If so, then tell me why do you follow it? Or why do you, why do you think you follow it? Is it because you have to? Or is it because you want to? There, there's, a, there's a co-worker of mine. I, I've known him for a long time, and we chat outside of work from time to time. He's, he, he happens to be a Roman Catholic guy. Great guy. Other than his Roman Catholicism. <laughs> but uh, he, he knows I'm a predestinarian. And, and from time to time he'll, he'll kid me about my beliefs. And one time he said to me, You know, Brandon, if I believed like you, it'd be one party after another. I'd do whatever I want to do. And you know what my, my response to him was? It was, what do you want to do? And then the discussion ended. The answer, which was left unsaid, was he wants to sin. The born-again child of God doesn't want to do this. He wants to serve the Lord. He doesn't serve out of obligation, but of love. That's all. Grace and peace.